Good morning and welcome to Morning Meditations, a five to ten minute meditation to get you thinking about what God might have for you in this new day. I'm your host, Pastor Nate Cook, so we hope you'll enjoy your meditation for this morning. Hey, this is Pastor Nate, and this is your morning meditation for this morning. So today we are reading from Matthew chapter 23, starting in verses 13 through verse 15. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You shut the door of the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. You yourselves do not enter nor will you let those who enter who are trying to. Woe to you, teachers of the law, you hypocrites! You travel over land and sea to win a single convert. And when you have succeeded, you make them twice as much a child of hell as you are. Well, these are some really strong words of Jesus. Uh, Some of the strongest words we have seen to this point. And it's interesting to me when I read scripture that Some of the strongest words of Jesus are meant for those who are in the religious institution. So as a pastor, obviously that concerns me. That makes me kind of perk my ears up. What does that mean for me? As a person who was born into the religious institution, what does it mean that some of Jesus' strongest words in his day were for the people in the religious institution? I think one thing that it means is that um, when you set yourself up to be a person who has the truth or who knows or who teaches, um, I feel like Jesus here expects more of the teachers of the law and Pharisees because they've been given the gift of the good news. They've been given the gift in their day of the law and of the prophets. And they haven't listened to the law or taken to heart the words of the prophets. And so instead, they have created a system by which they could measure themselves up generally against other people so that they can look good. And so there's all these laws they've created, over 600 of them, um, that started with the original Ten Commandments, right? And the laws God gave them in the wilderness, But they made law upon law upon law. And so what Jesus is saying here is, you have created such a system that makes it impossible for people to enter the kingdom. There's no grace. There's no mercy. There's no um, way for people who have failed to be reconciled. There there are just these laws, these, these more laws and laws upon laws. But here's the deal. You're not even keeping all of them. So invariably, when we start to make laws about laws, um, it becomes to the point where people cannot keep them. I've been in a lot of meetings as a pastor, and and in a lot of meetings, depending on the organization, people want to write rule after rule after rule. So we make sure we take care of every little exception that comes up. And I'm always the voice in the room that says that's just impossible to do. And maybe because I've seen the way the Pharisees tried to do it. They tried to figure out every little possible thing that could happen. And then they found loopholes to their own laws, right? So, you know, you couldn't work on the Sabbath. So Jesus' disciples, you know, picking grain on the Sabbath was considered working. And yet, 
if a person needed to pull their ox out of a ditch, which is much more physical exertion than picking grain, um, you could do that because that ox is worth some money and you're going to need it. And, and so they would make loopholes to their laws. So they created this system that was impossible to keep. And they created a system that would not let other people in. And, and Jesus says, you've done that and you're not even keeping your own system. And so you've created this impossible scenario for people, basically so that you could be up here and they could be down here. I mean, if you just want to be honest, the, the rule that we are the rule keepers, so we get to look good. We are the holy people. We are the ones in charge and everybody else, you know, needs to come and, and do as we do, even though Jesus says you don't really do it. Um, and then he says you, you work so hard to get one person to, to enter into your system of laws. Um, and then when you do, you just create another person who's all about the same laws. And Jesus gets strong with these words. You, create, you make that person twice as much a child of hell as you are. So what do we do with this today? I think what we do is we, we step back with some humility and we look, especially if you're a person who grew up in church culture, if you're not, maybe this doesn't pertain to you quite as much. But if, if you're a person who grew up in church culture, you need to step back. We need to step back and be humble and say, are there places where we're hindering people from coming to God by our systems, by our programs, by the way we go about this thing called church and witnessing and evangelism? Uh, I'm part of a holiness denomination. Sometimes we fell into the same trap that holiness looks like this, 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 and you have to measure up to all these little things or else you're not a holy person. And a lot of them were moral things, but it didn't deal with the issues of the heart. So if you look a certain way on the outside, that's what holiness looks like. So we, we kind of fell into the same trap. I remember growing up, it was about not going to movies and not dancing and not drinking or smoking, all these things, these rules uh, but it never addressed the heart issue of loving God with all your heart, loving your neighbor as yourself. Now, people said that, but when we talked about holiness, generally we looked for certain types of behavior in people. And so this is a danger, and, and it's always going to be a danger in church culture because we as people, we want metrics. We want things we can measure. And here's the deal. You can't measure someone's heart. And so when we start talking about Jesus coming with love and compassion and mercy for people. Jesus made it easy for people to enter the kingdom of heaven whose hearts were seeking after him. He didn't make it great if you want to measure yourself up against other people. In fact, he said, judge not and you will not be judged. And so for those systems and people who want wanted to say you're in and you're out and here's how we know because it should look like this and you should follow these laws. Jesus kind of wrecked all that stuff. He would go eat with sinners and tax collectors. They called him a drunkard and a glutton. Jesus picked grain on the Sabbath and had his disciples do the same. He healed people on the Sabbath. So he he didn't always line up to their rules. And it's interesting that Jesus' greatest kind of woes here are for the religious folks 
One more thing and then we'll be done today. All of these words, even though they're the, some of the harshest words we've heard so far, and there will be seven woes, which is kind of like completely woe. Like seven is that completeness in scripture. You are completely off track here. Um, but even Jesus' words of woe, he's trying to get these Pharisees and teachers of the law to let go of all this stuff they've created and to come to him. So even Jesus' harsh words are meant for repentance, for reconciliation, for mercy, for compassion. For the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, he loves them just like he loves the people they would label sinners. So today, wherever you find yourself, I hope you know that Jesus' compassion, Jesus' mercy is for you. Sometimes it, when, we, when we talk to friends, it takes the harsher words from a good friend to help us wake up to some reality. I think that's what's going on here. These are Jesus' own people. He loves them, but he wants them to stop this system that they've created. And so God wants the best for you, whether you find yourself as a very religious person or if you find yourself as one that maybe has not been in the church. Christ comes to you with compassion, with mercy. Christ calls you to follow him and leave all those rules and regulations behind and fall in love with this Jesus called the Christ. Hey, that's just a thought for this morning, and I hope you have a great day. Well, thanks again for joining us for this morning meditation. Hey, do us a favor, rate us on iTunes, or even leave some feedback about our podcast so that other listeners can know how much you enjoy your morning meditations. Hey, have a great day. Thank you.